Eight. Any last words? Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Hello, everybody. Tonight on Chuck and Lou, we will talk about many things quarantine style. We'll talk about the Duchenne High School athletic director job is open. We'll talk about, you know, if Chuck happened to be the second baseman for the Cardinals. We'll talk about uh, will fall sports even happen? Uh, What will July look like with sports? Will they let kids back into the high schools to practice and to get ready for the fall season? We'll talk a little bit of Missouri football and coach drink. And we'll talk a little bit of the last dance. And we'll even talk a little bit about raining out college baseball games. Take a listen and enjoy. You didn't say anything about my baseball <laughs> No, we did not talk about your baseball practice. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Chuck and Lou. We are back. It's been since March 8th, Lou. It has been forever, it feels like. How are you doing, Lou? I'm fine. I'm great. Grateful to be back here in the uh, cold basement. It is cold down here, you know. And the wife last night's like, "I'm turning the air on," so we turned the air on. Um, you know, I don't know what we're going to talk about. You know, we're going to talk about things that um, anything from the Duchenne High School's AD position. Uh, we're going to talk about what we've been doing during quarantine. We're going to talk about the last dance a little bit. We're just going to talk about Alex Petrangelo. Can you say his name with the Blues? What's it going to be like if sports come back and there's no fans? So we'll get to a little bit about a little bit of everything, um, but. Let's go ahead and, and talk about quarantine. You know, I, I know for me, um, I, I've I've sat in my basement a lot, watched some Netflix, uh, watched some Outer Banks, if anybody knows what that is. Uh, I know Lou's probably watched Too Hot to Handle on there. But uh, other than that, Lou, what have you been doing on uh, your quarantine days here? Not watching Too Hot to Handle. No, <laughs> That's a little messed up. <laughs> um, been sitting in my basement yeah. watching a lot of YouTube, watching or playing a lot of PlayStation, grinding on 2K. I bet YouTube is killing it. I bet the Amazon Prime deliver like the Amazon. You said Amazon, it makes like we have Amazon Prime. Oh my gosh! Well, I see it because it comes down the street every day, going uh-huh. either my house or your house, probably, or the Briscoes or somewhere Briscoes, down the street. Um, yeah, Briscoes. Oh, I hung out with them not too long ago. But um, I, I tell you what, this quarantine. You know, I, I've been I've been blessed to play some golf. How about, have you played some golf? Played a lot of golf. Yeah. You know, I was looking at my golf scores. I played like three or four times. If my golf scores were my grades, I'd have been a heck of a student. You know, 92, 94, 93, 95. I mean, I, I'm consistently in the low 90s. Uh, but I think, did, did you tell me that you shot par on nine I've, holes? Yeah, I, I was under par, played out at Pheasant on Thursday, played from the blue. And yeah, we're talking par three courses. Does Pheasant, par- even, they, does Pheasant even count? I mean, I think, I think my son Landon could probably, you know, shoot par there. Well, okay, yeah. And no. I'm just getting on your butt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and shot one under on the back somehow, and little wind got going on the back nine. Finally decided Ooh, to make yeah. some putts. The hawk was up. You know, I was blessed to play Bogey Hills yesterday. Uh, first shot off the tee, I lost my ball. Uh, so you know, when you, when you're playing, did you of hit course, one of those houses on the right? Uh, I came up short of the houses, I believe. I just couldn't find it there. The grass was long. I looked, and you know, it's the first hole, and you're playing with people, and you're like, oh, you don't want to be that guy who's uh-huh. spending ten minutes looking for the ball. So I could have just dropped it on my pocket, but it was we were playing a little money game, so I didn't I didn't cheat. You know, I, I know you how you are. With with rules out there, Lou. Um, but let's go ahead and get in talking about some things here. The, the Duchenne High School um, AD position is open. I know many of you uh, listened to the show when we had Miss Debbie West. He was on when she was the AD, the AD there. She's now the Dean of Students, I believe. And that'll be an interesting hire. You know, obviously when you, you talk in the community, it's kind of a, you know, Paul Boschert's going to get this job. Um, he'd be great at it. Uh, but is it is it in his career? Is, is it something he really wants to do? Maybe get that, we call double dip, go work for the private schools. And then I think you work five years and get some social security paid. 
it. You got Mike Morgan out there who used to work at uh, Lindenwood, um, did everything Lindenwood-wise, is, is a good candidate. Um, but, or maybe it's just someone we don't even know about. Maybe it's someone like, uh, crazy, it could be someone like, uh, I don't know, a, a college coach that's maybe a Kramer Soderberg that's maybe at Milliken that's families from here and his family went to Duchenne and obviously Kramer being a West guy, but maybe he comes back and, and gets some AD spot. Would you ever want to be an AD, Lou? Yes, yes. but no at the same time. Yeah. Honestly, I kind of would. What would the pros of being an AD be? Well, um, looking at what Terry Edding does as our AD, he sits slash stands at all our basketball games and tweets out our scores, which uh, he probably doesn't need to do at our home games for war- since we have Warrior Vision. You should check that out, people. Um, I think I think one thing that would be cool is scheduling punts. That's, that seems pretty exciting to uh-huh. me. It's, I know it seems kind of boring, but it, it seems exciting to me. And I don't think many people understand the AD, the athletic director position, is a tough gig because you have to do all the responsibilities of going to all the games now. You have to have an administrator at all the games. But I don't think some people even know the pay difference from private to public. You know, you got some public ADs making over $100,000, and then your private ADs maybe making sixty, sixty-five. So it's just a it's just a weird um, position where the money is so different at different schools. Even Orchard Farm pays a stipend, I believe, every sport. So um, it would be a good job. I, I kind of would like to do it someday, but then at the same time, you're dealing with um, – you know 150 different sets of parents the way i look at it is you're basically one step like ad's basically have to be the same thing as like they have the same requirements as principals you're basically one step below principal but or you're the principal of your of your athletics basically that's right hey uh we got iggy over here iggy what have you done during quarantine have you grilled like me like thirty-seven thousand times and gained eight ten pounds or what (laughs) that's kind of how i started out i uh i was hitting hitting it pretty hot um, Hitting it pretty hot. Yeah, had the grill fired up quite a bit, um, and we still do. Um, but quarantine's been um, kind of boring. Yeah, I know. It's just one of those deals where you it's you get up every morning. The rainy days are the worst, in my opinion. Um, you right. know, it's it's just one of those deals where you look outside, the kids can't go. I tell you what's outside. yeah, no, I tell you what's the, what's the best thing that's ever invented was this trampoline that's in between my house and the little girls that are two houses down because I think literally that trampoline is the best thing invented since hot sauce. What, just wait till it splits open. Yeah, if it breaks, we're screwed because then I don't know what my kids are gonna do. Yeah. Because we just use other people's stuff. I mean, that's how we do things around here. If we, you know, um, I've seen a lot of people doing things in their yard. I know I've probably spent like I feel like ten thousand dollars at Lowe's and Home Depot doing some sodding. Uh, my Couldn't yard. Walk through it on the way over here. Yeah, you better, you better not walk through it, buddy. I tell you what, you can get your ass kicked if you walk through my yard. Ah, I'm just joking. Um, but it, other than that. Um, July is kind of where people are talking about bringing high school kids and sports maybe back into the buildings. And that's kind of been the rumor here lately is that July month. And it's just going to be interesting in July, Lou, because I think everyone's going to want these kids, meaning Mm -hmm. the AAU teams, the high school teams, the football team, the baseball team, the basketball team, the kids playing summer baseball. What do you, do you think this is going to happen in July where kids are going to get back into their schools or? I think if it does, you're going to have to do it how you've done it in previous years. With July, like you're gonna basically have to treat July like you've had June, like in the last two years, basically. You're, it's, I think, I don't know. I just, I, I think for like a sport like basketball for us, I think we're not gonna be able to do much in July because I think football is kind of first priority. Yeah, and I think what my recommendation here is if they do allow athletes to get back into the the gyms and the arenas in July, um, my recommendation for for our school, St. Charles West, and other schools even, is I think you almost have to go to a um, every week, whatever sports want to do something in the summer, which is predominantly usually your your basketball and your football, um, and basketball on the boys and girls side, and maybe some volleyball. I think what they should do is just let every 
sports team uh, practice two, two and a half hours, two or three times a week, and actually schedule those. So the kids aren't, um, I'm afraid that too many schools are going to jump right into the weight room, and then they're going to expect their athletes to, you know, have weights and conditioning from eight to 10 in the morning, and then basketball from 10 to 12, and then football from three to five, and you're going to get, you're going to get a lot of injuries that way. Because let's face it, some of these kids have probably been sitting at home, kind of like big turds doing nothing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think it's going to be interesting when they come out of this quarantine, are, you know, are the kids still playing pickup outside? Are they keeping themselves active? Are they have some sort of regimen they're doing at home? Are they, you know, some of these kids are building, you know, I, I know big John Wilson built some weight, almost darn near a weight room in his garage. Um, you know, but some of these kids, I, I guarantee you are staying up till four o'clock and they're, they're sleeping, uh, until, you know, two o'clock and they're eating and going back to their phones. So this is going to be an interesting time for these athletes. I just hope in July that, um, the kids aren't, you know, just overwhelmed with what to do. But let's face it, if the kids are overwhelmed in July, Lou, that means that we're actually doing something, which would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go ahead and move on here. Um, Battle Hawks, man, that was quick. Um, yeah, I got a Battle Hawk shirt for my birthday on March 3rd, and within 10 days of the season, their team's over. That, just the cringe. It was crazy because literally, I think it was the next weekend. Um, after they kind of shut things down, they were going to have, I think, 40,000-plus yep. in the Dome. And you think about how a league just disintegrates and goes away, but it was a, probably a week away from survival. You yeah. know, it's just it's just a great. Do you ever think we'll see any type of, you know, I like to call it Little League football in the future? Well, I think that the possibility of that is open with how much success the XFL had right off the bat, but I don't think it's going to happen for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now... Tonight, you know, we're on a little earlier tonight. We usually do about seven o'clock or at six o'clock because um, many of us are going to be watching the Last Dance. I know uh, Lou's going to go home, and I think he's going to binge watch some Star Wars. You said with your brother. Tonight. Wait, what's the Last Dance? Uh, the Last Dance is when um, the uh, married couples. Dan- no, I'm just joking. It's I think it's a it's something about um, LeBron James. It's a um, two hours every night about. The goat, LeBron. Uh, LeBron. Oh, I mean, I mean Michael Jordan, MJ. Yeah, I don't need punches, a, I don't, sneaker. I don't, I don't need a ten-part series to know who the goat is. I already know it's MJ. Yeah, I mean, you know, people your generation are kind of uh, take that opposite approach sometimes that they just assume that LeBron is better because they never saw Jordan. You know, it's kind of like us. You know, Stan Musial is the greatest Cardinal of all time, but I don't know. I've never watched him play. I think it's Albert. You know, because I watched him play. Um, but the Last Dance. Uh, wow, it's it's been great. Uh, some of my favorite parts of The Last Dance are uh, when Michael Jordan got angry at Steve Kerr, uh, Phil Jackson in practice, and actually Phil wasn't calling fouls, and Michael just hauled off and punched Steve Kerr in the face, and he looked at Phil Jackson and said, no, that's a bleeping foul right there. Um, I thought that was a cool part. I thought uh, Roy Williams in one of the first couple episodes talking about how he just never turned it off. I thought that was cool. Um, I think there's more to this story, though. I think there's more to his gambling story. Um, I, I think he left basketball to play baseball because I, be, I do believe that the NBA was trying to tell him, hey, man, you got a problem and you're gambling, kind of like a little Pete Rose situation. So he left and, and, and then he came back. Um, but that's that's all hearsay. So um, have you been able to check it out? I know you, you hadn't watched I'm, much of it. I'm going to wait till Wild and I think my dad and I are going to binge watch it. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to do that. They're kind of waiting until it's all over and then watch, you know, the watch 10 hours of it in a row. Um, just like uh, some of these Netflix uh, shows that, that people are watching. So let's move on a little bit here. Um, the Cardinals, baseball. If I played second base for the Cardinals, do you think people would like me as a player? Um, hmm. I mean, I would slide. I would hustle. Don't we already have a second baseman that does all that? Uh, yeah, but let's say he um, got hurt and could never play, and then on the phone rang. I, mean, I think people would like me. I don't know. 5'11". What makes hustle. you think they wouldn't like you? 
Well, I, I mean, I think probably more of my uh, talent on the field. I don't know. I don't know if hitting, you know, point zero. Well, I think everything that you would bring to the team they already have. What do you think? What would I? What, what, what could I bring to the team that they already have? Um, you slide a lot. Slide a lot. You have a semi decent arm. Semi decent. Okay. You talk a lot. I talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, you, you used to be a good hitter. Used to be a good hitter. Now you're not anymore. No. I can't. And, I play yeah. right field and saw my softball team. Yeah. So and I hit eleventh. Yeah. I hate softball. That's where that, you know what I that's hate where about, that second base. You know what I hate about men's softball is that everyone who's the stud on the softball team was the crappy, like chubby kid in high school, mm-hmm. and now they hit bombs. And then the guys mm-hmm. that played like college athletes, you know, college sports, the guys that actually were good at baseball, who could hit the ninety-two down and away the other way uh-huh. um, into the gap. They can't hit the softball because now it's coming in at four miles an hour, and it makes us look like losers. Like, when I play softball, I look like I've never played catch or I've never hit in my life, and it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. And then you got big burly boy mm-hmm. over there who hit, you know, a buck 42 in high school and weighed 315 pounds, and now he's just crushing balls playing third base. Mm-hmm. Man. But would you ever pitch in softball when you get older? That's a dangerous position. I'm a lefty, so he probably would disqualify me. Ooh, I don't know about that, man. Lefty's bringing their little knuckleball, but, man, that, that really grinds my gears when the big fat guys in softball think they're really good. Um, oh sorry about that. I, I didn't mean to go off on a softball fat guy tangent. But um, you know what? That brings me to a couple. I want to tell a couple stories. Um Story I, time. I, story time, yeah. Go ahead and uh, saddle up, get your finest blanket. And I, when I was in college, I played Division One baseball at St. Louis University, and we sucked. Um, we were always – we played in Conference USA, and it was the big dogs, East Carolina, Tulane, all the, all the big schools. And um, we were bad. And we were not only bad, but the other team that was really bad was Cincinnati. And have you ever, have you ever heard stories about people trying to purposely rain out baseball games? Yeah. So I've done this twice. Uh, with two, with a couple of my buddies, and uh, the first time we <laughs> we did it on our home field, and we were trying to rain it out the night before. And on Sunday we had an alumni game, and we we were throwing the biggest party ever I think we've ever had on that Saturday night, and we did not want to play on Sunday, so we purposely went over and we put the hose underneath the tarp, and we rained out what we thought was the alumni game the next day. But we showed up, we had to act like we were working as hard as we could. We didn't want them to know it was us, and. We had to play the alumni game. We spent four hours getting the field ready just to play this alumni game. Um, so it completely backfired on me. I did it a home run in that game. My only home run at home. Can you believe wow. that, Lou? Crushed down the left field line. I mean, granted, I hit it off the alumni pitcher throwing 68 miles an hour. But um, I, and we rained out one more so time. So what you're saying is that you could you hit that now uh, if you can't hit softball? I, I would kill anything. Like right 76 miles an hour. Now, I mean, I would just rake. Okay. Um, I'd rather face 92 than six miles an hour in a softball. Okay. My other one, we were in Cincinnati and we were playing the University, University of Cincinnati and we were partying with the University of Cincinnati baseball team and we actually rained out a game in Cincinnati with the Cincinnati players. So Billikens, Cincinnati, about 10 of us, we went in a joint effort to cancel a Sunday game so we could party with them on a Saturday night. So limit your stories and your rainouts, but it does happen and don't try to rain out alumni games, especially when you know you're going to hit bombs, just like Phil Mickelson. Golf. What a transition. Did you see that? Yeah. Smooth. That was smooth. That was smooth, wasn't it? There was some golf on today. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. I watched it all, surprisingly. That's how much I miss live sports. Now, I actually, really, I don't miss live sports that much. 
it, surprisingly. What? You'd rather watch reruns of our Cornhole Championship on ESPN or, I mean, or I've been, Star Wars or play I've darts? I'm watching a lot of uh, old U.S. Opens, a lot of old PGAs, but it's pretty entertaining to watch. You are one person that, I, I, through this quarantine, you've sent me a lot of things, like the Cardinal Games on Camel X at night or on Fox Sports Midwest or golf and things like that. You really do enjoy that. Uh-huh. For me, I just can't do it. If I already know the outcome, it really grinds my gears that I have to I, I can't do it. I want to. I've tried. Mm-hmm. I've tried, and I can't, and it, and it bothers me. But what, So you're saying you watch, you watch a lot of golf reruns? Mm-hmm. Yep. Watch um, a lot of Cardinal reruns, surprisingly. And I think they raised, like, what, $5.5 million today? Yeah, it was Roy McIlroy and Dustin Johnson versus Ricky Fowler and Matthew Wolf raising... It was the tailor-made driving for relief. Nice pun there. And, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Went to a... It, uh, it was a skins game, and the Okie State boys of Fowler and Wolf had. They were up seven skins to five skins going into the 18th hole, and both teams tied. So you would think seven to five after 18, that's a win, but there's still skins left on the course. So they right. go to a closest to the pin competition, 120 yard par three. I think it was the 17th. They moved the tee up for just that closest to the hole. And. Matthew Wolf put his tee shot to about 12 feet. It's a 120-yard par three, dead into the wind. Ricky shanks a nine iron. Hawks up. Yep. Um, DJ spins a pitching wedge short into a bunker, and then Rory hits a knockdown nine, hits it about 18 inches closer to Matthew Wolf. So Rory and DJ won the skin. They won the skins, and they won the match. They won, I think, $1.85 million to donate to their charity of choice, which was Pets Dino. No, it was some oh. nurses group, I think. I well, forgot what it was called. They're probably better off than me. Uh, but it was nice to see something live on television today. Um, did you see uh, Wolf's mustache? Yes. That thing was sexy. Who's the biggest dork out of all four of those, do you think? I know mine. I'll write it down on this piece of paper. I want to say Ricky, but oh. I, I respect I respect that he did motocross growing up. Like, <laughs> actually. <laughs> like, and then he... You can't be a dork if you've done motocross, I mean, yeah. in my opinion. Um, honestly, now it's probably Rory. Rory? Yeah. yeah. He, I just can't stand DJ. Yeah, he's he's a little weird, but that's yeah. not his fault. That's Pauline's he's like, fault. Uh, Pauline, <laughs> Pauline, Pauline, or anything. Uh, he's like one of those guys who's like, I haven't picked up a golf club in two months. It's like, who cares? I mean, what? DJ, I saw your Instagram where you're putting with that to us? Put a put a thing. Yeah, don't don't lie about that you haven't picked up a golf club. You've been putting on that thing with Paulina for two weeks, for two months. Uh, Paulina putting. Hmm. Um, yeah. What sport do you think is not going to start back up? The NBA. The NBA, I agree. Why? Why do you think that is? Um, just, just well, feel I think, gut? honestly, the NBA kind of res- represents, like, what a part of America is, like, in, obviously it's the African-American community, kind of what they represent in all, mm-hmm. all ways, and I'm that's just what I think. I think that not – I think they could do it, but I think it's going to be too risky for them with – just all that's going on. Do you think baseball's going to come back, or do you think some of these guys... I mean, I think some of these guys who have made all this money, I, I think they're... I don't think they want to come back. I think the guys who... I don't know. I mean, if I'm like a, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, Adam Wainwright or, or someone who's made money, or, I don't know. It's just... It's going to be hard. You know, right now, if I were the Cardinals, I would not play, and the reason why is because you know there's going to be a team in the division that's going to come up, surprise them, and take away their playoff spot. Yeah? With an 82-game season. So you think the 82-game season would not benefit the Cardinals? No, it wouldn't. Okay. I think this is like exact. This is perfect ground for like a Cubs team to surprise somebody. Because mm-hmm. like, tell me a few years ago, or just last a couple, the last couple years, when the Pirates were decent, like in an 82-season game, 
82 game season the pirates are making the playoffs a lot of those times because they started out hot yeah it's going to be that i mean 82 games it might think like it's a lot but like you're right i mean a team who gets out of the gate let's say and goes 14 and 3 and then all of a sudden you know in most years that pans out and it kind of ends up you know they're 14 and 3 the brewers and now they're 500 but with 82 games a team that gets hot um i do think obviously it's going to be different and interesting if they do get going how pitchers are used mm-hmm. i really i really do think with 82 games i think they're going to um actually they're i think they're going to expand the roster and i think you're going to see more playoff baseball type pitching where pitchers pitch three innings and then another good one comes in and pitches two or three innings i think you're going to see a lot of that i don't think you're going to see a lot of stretched out starters i think you're going to see more playoff style Mm -hmm. baseball what i was going going back to what i was saying about the nba what i was saying about the african-american community was that there's like and there's been there's been studies out there that african-americans have been dying a little bit more from covid19 i'm saying not the players would be fine if they got it it's just if they brought it back to a or anybody in the league, if they brought it back to a family member that has underlying health conditions. Like, I think the NBA has seen with what happened to Rudy Gobert. They're afraid something like that will happen again. I mean, nobody will ever forget Rudy Gobert because he uh-huh. kind of like, I mean, it was literally that evening that kind of started all this. Uh-huh. But it'll be interesting. It, it's just like anything else. No one wants to be first. I mean, no one wants to be first to start because then if you're first to start and it's not a success and something happens, then then you're blamed. Um, and even let's say it is a success. Let's say baseball says we're we're going to start. We're going to be the first ones. We're going to go, and nothing bad happens. I mean, mm-hmm. great, but it's not like they're going to get extra donations for doing it or a pat on the back it's just gonna be like well it should be going on so there's really no benefit to starting anything and i think that's the problem um, with a lot of this i really feel bad for um, athletes like yourself um, spring sport athletes especially the seniors who didn't get a chance to play the colleges um, the baseball kids um, all the kids that played anything but what's your view on um do you think they should possibly play some of those you know golf matches and soccer games and baseball games in july if july opens up I don't think it's I don't think so honestly. Yeah, it's just, just not going to be worth it. Yeah. Like it's at the high school level it's not worth it cuz I'm pretty sure I'm going to be signing up for Gateway PGA golf tournaments in July like it, it, nobody's going to play in them. Yeah. And there's just too much going on. If if they say okay, high schools you could play in July, then that means if the high schools are letting the kids play in July, then everyone's playing in July and you're going to have kids that are doing different things, playing on their summer teams and I, and I I think they, it's a the high schools can let it happen, but it's Outside high school, those organizations aren't going to let it happen. Yeah, and I think the only thing that I would suggest maybe possibly doing if they were allowed to do it is, like, let's say on a Saturday, um, every high school picks their rival, and on a Saturday in July, um, the baseball team plays um, at West against St. Charles High. Uh, They run a track meet. They play uh, a girls' soccer game, and they just play high versus West one Saturday and maybe get some of the incoming freshmen to come to those things and kind of use it as a day of – showing off to the public um the seniors that we have but at the same time getting everyone back together but i think that's the problem is getting everyone back together is what causes this negative experience so um with the covid so it'll be interesting i don't think they will do anything i think the best thing that we can all hope for is fall sports what do you think is going to go on with fall sports you have a little bit of a um, ranch you wanted to talk about about i'll let you talk first okay um i don't know that football will happen um, people, are, why are you choosing football? I, I just don't know if you can keep. You know, football always has to have you know twenty two to to thirty guys out there every practice. Some of these bigger schools have rosters of forty five, fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, that's small even for them. Exactly. I mean, so I just don't know if that is if that's something. I mean, you know, volleyball. Okay, you can definitely the fans can come, and you're going to talk a little bit about this in, in general. But I just don't know if football is going to happen. I. Gosh, I hope it does. Trust me. Um, I just don't know. Uh, football's my concern. So yeah. 
What's your perspective on this? Okay. Well, this is interesting. I think I've seen today that fall sports schedules have been posted, at least on Misha for Wes, for their teams. I've, I've been looking through those, kind of getting excited about that since there would be possibly opportunities to announce for me, which I'm looking forward to. But what I'm thinking is, I mean, honestly, I, I'm of the opinion schools will reopen, but they're going to do the staggered schedule thing. That You can't have sports if that's going to happen. Right. It just won't work. But I think, I think they'll find a way where you're going to end up having practices and games. I think it's going to be where half the school is going to have to do online learning, half is going to have to do go to school at least alternating days i think fall sports will happen i think you what you're gonna have to do is yeah you're gonna have to protect players like football you're gonna have to do something you could tell them wear a mask who what football player would wear a mask there you got a helmet on yeah like you're not gonna be able to breathe (laughs) i mean a mouth guard will let you breathe somewhere like a mask seriously like football players aren't gonna be doing that so would it be feasible lou on a friday night let's say that football is being played um and let's say you're up in the booth and you're you're broadcasting the game and people are maybe watching it on a YouTube channel. Uh-huh. What about who, who would they let in the games to watch? I, what I would propose is I would let I'd let senior parents of seniors in and one person, like maybe a, no more than a family member of the of the senior into that into those games. So mom, dad, and grandma, basically, right. yeah, like. No, not even any students either. Like that's just it's you can't like I think that's what you would have to let in because I'm gonna I'm gonna be biased. I'm gonna be a senior next year. I will I, I want to fight for my senior. The guys on the scene like yeah. the seniors like the John Wilsons like they, you gotta. I think you should let that happen where they let seniors in because West has totally enough stands for people to socially distance. Yeah, I think that it, when you're outside like that, I, I could see football being played, but the. You're never going to have the student sections this year. You're, it's just going to look different. But I like. Um, I, I still think whatever season is being played, I do think that you should be able to. Uh, every athlete that's playing should be able to have their parents attend, and then, like you said, maybe one other. But that'll be so much for administration, so much for these school districts to deal with. Man, I, I don't. I would not want to be a superintendent right now. And I think like a big thing you're going to have to do if, if what I'm saying if that would happen, you got to broadcast these games. We. I know there's a lot of talk about like we should have a video board at at West f- on the football field. We do not. All you need to do is have one camera, one camera for football and soccer games up there at West, and maybe have one announcer. And you got one already for Warrior Vision, and you just we would broadcast those games from there. It would work just fine. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see what what happens. But I really hope the, I mean. Perfect scenario would be July, kids get back in the schools, we start working out again, fall sports, and, and then we, we continue to cruise on. It's just not going to be that easy, though, people, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see um, what happens there. It's just, it's going to be crazy. Uh, I have, you know, Coach Drink at Mizzou, I, mean, I, I hate to just change the subject, but that guy's killing it. Uh-huh. He's got uh, all kinds of good recruits coming in. I mean, I guess you, I was listening to him on the radio the other day. He's and, a spunky little dude, isn't he? Yeah, I was listening, and I was expecting the high-pitched Voice, I heard like real low voice. Like, hmm. he's Coach Drink here. I got my visor on. Uh, yeah, but he's gotten some studs, and I know. Um, tell me a couple guys he's gotten from the same. The Louis big area. fish he got was the Travion Ford kid from Lutheran North. That's huge. Which probably pissed off some Lutheran St. Charles kids, but that's that's your own problem and your own fault. Yeah, <laughs> he's he was um, there for a year, and then he's like, I'm gonna go over to Coach Reed. Yeah, and Coach Reed does a great job, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he does. I'm I'm not a hater of his. I no. He's done. I, I know the entire "I want to sign" thing is a little shady, but I'm not going to disrespect that. Right. Um, he got 
one running back from the Smet, and I think an I think an offensive tackle too, or maybe it's maybe a defensive guy. I don't know. They got a couple kids from the Smet. They got tight end from Washington. That's all, after that commitment has exploded. Gotten an offer from, from Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Yep. Real tied down there in Washington. Yep. Um, and he's gotten a couple of kids from out of state that have three, four stars, and. Let me tell you, this class of 21, it's good that he's getting some players in St. Louis, but he needs to get a lot from St. Louis, a lot of talent. But the big class that's going to really help him the next couple of years is the class of 2022. There's a couple of five stars he needs to get if they're really going to be competitive. Well, to be competitive in the SEC, you got to get every big dog in St. Louis, I think. And um, he's off to a good start. Uh, once again, I hope they can get started. I, I know- love that he got the quarterback from East St. Louis. That actually will... He's help, a stud. Yeah, that will help Mizzou on the offense because he's a two-way quarterback. He can run a little bit and he can pass a little bit. That's really going to help them. What about hockey? Is hockey going to come back, you think? Yes. You think hockey I, is? I, it sounds like to me they're coming back. And let's face it, I mean, the Blues got to be one of the, the top two or three teams to have a possibility of doing this oh, again, yeah, right? I mean, they got everybody coming back. from They're getting Tarasenko back from injury. They're going to be good. And this is... This year and next year, probably, in my opinion, their second to last and last runs they'll have at winning another cup because Petrangelo may not come coming back after this year. He's a free agent. And he's going to demand probably nine to ten million dollars, which is top notch in hockey. It's it's a lot of money in hockey. We're going to probably have to let go two or three people in order for him to come back, and um, and then after that, there's just a ton of guys that are free agents. I think it's. Both goalies, Schwartz, Steen, just there's like ten or eleven players. It's just you're gonna have either, and there's not much in the farm system. You're gonna either have to either give all these guys limited deals, which does not work out well with the cap in hockey, Mm-mm. or you're just gonna you're I don't know what you're gonna have to do. The good news is our core is signed for at least five years to eight years, right? And I think it's just one of those things with the Blues. I hope we get back to play because this could be like you know poor Blues history. You know, they get a chance to win a cup again, then there's no season. You know, so I hope they get back. Every time you mention goalies in hockey, I just can't get over the fact that you have your starting goalie and a backup goalie, and if both goalies get hurt, they pick a person from the stands to be the goalie. Yeah. I just don't get that. They have a guy. Can you believe that, Iggy? I've never heard of that. Yeah, there's a guy that goes to every single game, and if both goalies get hurt, he goes out to his car and gets his crap, puts it on, and he's like, ah, I'll just do it. Hey, I, I, I need hold a, my beer. Hold my beer. You need a net minder? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come in here. Where's my stick? I mean, you know, what happens if the guy gets nervous and he goes to his car and he, his truck won't pop open? Right. <laughs> oh, I'm sure somebody can give him this gear. <laughs> oh, man. I just I can't I kind of get over that. Um, so, do you think Petrangelo's coming back? Do, do I think he's coming back? Army says he's going to make room for him. Um, gut feeling, uh, yes. I, actually, I think he is. Let's get, let's move on to talk. Just since we're talking about that, uh-huh. what about this Yachty kind of talking about how oh, I might... Let's I be know. honest. This is totally Yachty here. I totally agree. It's just Yachty. He always kind of comes up with something on social media every yeah. once in a while that, that just gets the, the people talking about him. Yeah. But I, I really hope he's a Cardinal forever. Um, I think he's he'd more- rather play in St. Louis than anywhere else. Oh, absolutely. Honestly, it, like I know Yachty's talking about this, like possibly going somewhere else. You know he's talking about this in a negative perspective, though. Like if the interview he did with Marley Rivera from ESPN, if you saw that, listen to that in audio, you could probably listen to him talking about that with like a negative tone in his voice. Honestly, right? I can't see him talking about like that realistically leaving St. Louis. I, don't, I, don't I think, think it'd so. break his heart, honestly, if he had to leave to go somewhere I mean, else. But especially, he knows it's a business. Especially if there's a chance that he would get to play with me. 
you know, if I'm the second baseman, he's him and I are playing catch. You know, we're 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 on the same page. I know him and I are good buddies. Blessed. Hashtag blessed. Um, but other than that, you know, here's we we cruise in um, to summer. I know for most yourself, when is the last day of school for you? Thursday, Thursday. which is really late because a lot of schools have already gotten out. Are you gonna like go outside and just scream and yell and give like fist pumps, or are you gonna drive around and honk a horn? Uh, no, I'll probably go back to sleep. Back to sleep. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's probably pretty general. You know, it would it would really stink to be like twenty one years old coming back from college and you're just quarantined in your parents' basement because you know that your the parents of these kids who are like eighteen to twenty one are like, no, you're not going anywhere. You can only hang out with Sally and you know yeah. what a boring. Home, sweetie. Yeah, you need to get home. You know, can't even hardly go to convenient. Um, but it would just be a, a crappy time to be a kid. Um, can't go anywhere, can't do well, anything. Briscoe's had that kegger the other night. Those looked pretty fun. Well, the, yeah, they did. Um, did you go? No, I, I heard it from my basement, though. Did you? I don't Man, I didn't hear anything. I thought they, everybody well, was I thought behaving I, properly. I, I, I thought I was taking a walk earlier. I could hear it all the way down from by your side. I'm pretty <laughs> oh, sure. You're lying I there. have no idea what you're talking about. Um, I'm just joking. But, yeah, a lot of neighborhoods are getting back active together. Um, it, it's kind of interesting to see kids riding bikes is a good thing. Um, you see families taking walks. I think this is, has been a good thing for some of that to kind of get back to the old school active, you know, getting out of the house and doing some things. Walk but, 18 holes of golf. Yeah. I mean, I was at the course yesterday. Tons of people. I'd say 80% of the people yesterday at Bogey were walking. Um, I will never walk, ever. Because again. you don't have the legs for it? No. Why would I? Dumb. Good exercise? Off, off, no. Because, no. It's just, it's, it's, I will never, ever walk and play golf the rest of my life. Carrying a bag. Why watch those guys on TV today? They're carrying their bags. You know, then I'd, I'd have to limit my foot, 50 su- golf balls in my bag. You'd be surprised how much those guys do it when they're not on the tour. Yeah, I bet they do a lot. Well, their bags are light because they can carry around a bag with like two balls in it. They never lose. Uh, my problem is my bag weighs so much because I have to have 50 balls every round because I lose 10 or 12. Um, but anyways, it is it is an interesting time. I'm glad we could get back onto this. Is there anything else that you know grinds your gears you wanted to talk about tonight on the show, Lou, before we send off The here? only thing I say about what I'm talking about possibly, I say to health officials in Misha, you definitely consider having a fall sports season because I think it could realistically happen. I think, honestly, if – we do have a football season. You got to think like there's a risk of the virus, but let's be honest from September to March, what athlete does not have some sort of illness or I'll just say what athlete like does not have some sort of virus or something. Right. Like honestly, for 99% of athletes, especially like in football, getting this would, I mean, no, you'd, you'd have to be quarantined for two weeks, but like basically getting this is no worse than getting a cold for them. Right. It's not, you're not going to, it's not going to be like, a, I mean, it'll be a big deal. You also got to keep, fans out and that'll be i agree and, and for your sake you know being a senior and for all the you know kids and and just the atmosphere and the community i hope we can get back rolling here um sooner than later i hope we can get back on the air here um down the road to give us something to talk about you know obviously got the tour coming back in we, three and a half yeah, we got you know nascar starting back up we got golf starting back up and i hope baseball will too to give me something to do but i want to you know just take a minute here and, and thank everybody for listening and obviously we're, we're back in action now hopefully we don't have to take these two months off again um but at the same time i want to thank iggy back here for uh, setting us up uh, i want to thank my son landon for helping set up tonight and also um if anybody sees us out and about say hi get out and about get some exercise in but this is the end of Chuck. One last thing. Oh, whoa. One last thing. Yeah. Um, here, former alumni is going to play in his backyard. Yes. It's, it's, you know, I, I, I'm assuming most of our audience knows, but let, let them know where Trent Champagne will be attending next. He's transferring to year. Lindenwood University. Coming back home. You know, it's a place where I think 
everyone kind of wished he would have started, but he wasn't really necessarily um, recruited by the old staff that was there, and the new staff here um, really does like him. Uh, for the fans out there, he will take a year off. He will not be playing this year as he's transferring in conference, which will then give him three more years of eligibility down the road. So congrats to Trent coming back home, and we cannot wait to watch you play. And the last, last oh, thing. Oh, gosh. Go Tiger and Peyton Manning versus Phil, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. Who wins next Tiger, Sunday? Tiger, Tiger. Yeah. Home course, right? Yep. Tiger wins Tom all Tom Brady is day. not that good. Peyton Manning's. You'd be surprised if you watch it how good Peyton Manning is. I, it is going to be fun to watch two football players play live golf. Because, yeah. you know, just t- two guys that are just going to hack it around. They're going to be nervous. They're probably um, more nervous playing that golf match than they were as a quarterback in a Super Bowl. Tiger and Peyton Manning have played a lot. That's going to help Peyton a lot. That's, that's interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that. Thanks for bringing that up. Can I, can I end it now? Go ahead. Hey, everybody. I want to thank you guys again and tune in next time. That's it for tonight. So long from Chuck and Lou.